everyone, and welcome back to the Opera Alamod podcast. This is Marissa. Um, it is the end of August, and I honestly don't really know how the summer escaped. Um, we've been joking, my friends and I, that this is the longest spring break ever, and it's ending in a week, actually. I start classes again in a week. Um, my last first day of school, uh, because I'm finishing my master's degree this year, and that's quite frankly all the school that I plan on doing because I am schooled out. Um, but yeah, it's been a crazy summer and honestly, I, you know, wanted to upload podcasts much more regularly than I did, but quite honestly, COVID times, it's just been weird. I will say, you know, I've been doing throughout the summer, a lot of virtual performing and a lot of kind of virtual recordings and doing different things. And, um, that also has been kind of weirdly emotionally taxing. I don't know why, but it's just... It's hard, you know, it's hard to adjust your entire lifestyle um, when something happens. And obviously this is like month six or whatever now. And so, you know, I think we're all kind of just at this conclusion that like this is just the way things are going to be for a long time now. And I have a lot of hope. But anyways, I bought some fall candles this past week and, you know, now have fall hand soaps. So fall is approaching. Um, And yeah, that's really all I have to say in terms of a life update. So in today's episode, we talk to the glam fit diva, also known as Annie Calvanesso, about a lot of different things, but really focused on entrepreneurship and sort of starting your own business. She is seriously killing it um, in the business world. As I said, she's one of the most entrepreneurial people I think I know, um, just really a go-getter and just really somebody who always looks outside of the box and believes in herself and believes in other people. And I just find that so admirable. So that is who we talked to today. It's funny because when I first started the podcast, I honestly thought about Annie because I was like, wow, she would be such a good guest. And thankfully she was so game to talk. So I think that you guys will all really enjoy this episode. I think it's really informative and just kind of an open-ended conversation about what it's like to do scary things and be vulnerable. Um, And I just really think that it's honestly something that we need to talk about. I'm just stalling at this point, so I am going to just go ahead and throw it into the episode. Um, There are a few times when Annie and I could not keep it together, and I kind of mentioned this. I kind of, when I was editing, I jumped in a few times, um, or at least once. So um, yeah, but it's such a good episode. So enjoy. Okay, so Annie is here. The queen is here. (laughs) just trying to be so weird like how to start a podcast here are all the examples of how not to start a podcast um, <laughs> welcome <laughs> um okay so I'm curious just kind of give everyone a bit of background about yourself and your singing journey and your business background yeah so I um went to school for opera for vocal performance um got into my dream school, University of Michigan. And two days before I was supposed to start, my (laughs) stomach ruptured. Um, (laughs) And I'm looking at your eyes, you're like, oh. And I've heard um, the story though. I know what happens. I know, (laughs) you know what happens. (laughs) You're right, this is a lot of laughing. I love it. Um, So two days before I was supposed to start school, my stomach ruptured and um, I, had to be in the hospital and I found out later that my stomach ruptured because of an eating disorder that I had that I didn't realize I had. And while I was in school, I developed a program um, called Strength for Singers that helps singers with health and fitness because I realized how much strength 
we need to sing through that experience. Um, I also help coach people out of food trauma and body image issues. And um, I've been working for myself, building my business for the past three years. Um, and recently, within the past year, I've started coaching people on how to build their own businesses as well. So I love that your podcast really focuses on entrepreneurship because I think it's so important as singers to have marketing and sales skills. And it also just helps so much with personal development to know like what gigs to accept, um, who to reach out to, that sort of thing. Just like really learning to trust yourself is so important for any singer, entrepreneur, creative type. Yeah. And we don't learn it in school. (laughs) Most of the time. I don't know. Maybe that was not the case for you. But. I actually didn't know. Yeah, I, I invested into business mentorship. So okay. right out of school, I invested into a business coach to help me. Yeah. Um, so how did you start your business? Um, so the idea came to me in school because I started lifting weights and I realized how much strength we actually need to sing. Um, and editing Marissa here. I just want to say you're going to hear a lot of laughter and I didn't want to cut all of it out. So yeah, things kind of start to take a turn towards the very beginning of the podcast where Annie and I just couldn't stop laughing. So um, enjoy the content. Also, sorry if it annoys you. I don't know. I guess I don't really care. Sorry, not sorry. I feel like you and I have very similar personality. I really do. I just like really laugh at everything. Like I really like it's like really ridiculous like I'll laugh sometimes like there were times when I used to laugh like while I was singing and I was like fuck me too I was especially in like choirs like my friends and I would have like inside jokes and we'd like look at each other (laughs) and at the end of choirs if people like if you have to like sing a really soft note and someone next to you is like phasing out and they can't hold it school I learned how to use my body and use my muscles to sing better um so I developed my program that helps people to use their strength to be able to sing better but also so that they can become more well-rounded artists so I started doing that um and I've been doing that for three years I'm now proud to say that I am in young artist programs I just did my first young artist program with New York Dramatic Voices which was awesome Mm -hmm. I was not um, in it, but. <laughs> um, and now I also mentor people, and I have been for a year, but now it's a little bit more publicly um, mentoring people to start their own businesses because, especially during the p- pandemic, like it has hit our industry really hard. It's hit singers really hard, and a lot of us have lost our income because we can't sing in person anymore. So. I've been helping people to start their own business, teaching lessons online, which I know you know because you did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, along with other businesses that singers want to start. So I've been doing those two things and it's it's just been so fulfilling and rewarding and just the best. Being an entrepreneur is just the best journey. I love it. Yeah. Um, what did you do before you became your own boss? I'm like um, off that Instagram post from earlier today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank I you. Add that in. Um, so I got my personal training certification when I was in school because I did have this dream, like for strength for singers in the back of my mind, but I was like, who's going to want to learn from me? It was like that imposter syndrome coming in. Um, so I actually became a personal trainer and that 
kind of took a lot of guts too because I was never someone that liked working out like ever it wasn't until I actually I'm kind of like the timelines are a little off here I apologize but when I was a freshman in college I saw a picture of a girl lifting weights and I still had eating disorder mentality so I wanted to do it just for the appearances but as soon as I started it was like the physical strength transformed into mental strength and I got just like this fierce belief in myself and I felt really strong like I felt mentally strong and it was like this idea of overcoming obstacles and setting goals and crushing them that helped me to like really build trust in myself um and it actually helped me to overcome my eating disorder mentality and and all that and it actually gave me the strength to like go to therapy and and to really fix and solve everything so you know that that sorry I'm deterring but that meme that's like when you're trying to tell a story and then you like go in like 20 different directions, that's totally me. And then you like circle back and you're like, okay, so back to the story. Yep. Literally me, literally me. Oh, I remember what I was saying. So I became a personal trainer in school um, because I wanted to help other women specifically to feel that strength that I had built. Um, And then while I was a personal trainer, I started working with more singers because a lot of people that I was going to school with noticed what I was doing and they wanted me to train them. They wanted to learn from me. So I started training singers. They started having amazing results, um, just singing better, feeling better on stage, feeling more confident. So then after I graduated, I actually had a sales job lined up to work um, in a gym and to sell like programs for someone else. Um, And it had the potential to scale the six figures. So I turned down this almost six-figure sales job to stay in my college town and start my own business. It just felt intuitively right. And since then, it has been the most exhilarating, fulfilling, scariest um, journey of my whole life. Yeah. How do you, um, you mentioned imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Doing things that are not necessarily the quote-unquote norm. Mm-hmm. Like if you told some people that you turned down a sales job that was almost six figures, they'd be like, WTF, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you need to reassess your life. Mm-hmm. And then now you're like, <laughs> chilling. Dream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, the, the sales job wasn't, it wasn't going to be fulfilling for me. You know, it just felt like mediocrity. I mean, it, it was a lot of money, but it, it didn't feel like something that was aligned with me at the end of the day. Um, and I just knew I felt crazy doing it, but I knew, um, with imposter syndrome, I think it's really reminding yourself every day that you are a bad bitch. Like it's really just aligning every single day with the highest level version of yourself. And whenever those thoughts creep in, like really not ignoring the thoughts, but looking at it and being like, okay, is this true? Like, what about this is true? What about it is not? And why is this not true? So sometimes I'll have imposter syndrome. Or At first, when I started my business, I had it a lot more than I do now. Um, I think the more you kind of grow and the more you, the more you accomplish, I guess, um, the more evidence you have against why the imposter syndrome is wrong. Um, but when I first started, I was like, who am I to be teaching people about fitness? What do I know about fitness? What do I know about health? Especially when I first became a personal trainer, I was like, I'm not an athlete. What do I know about fitness? Why, why are people going to listen to me? I look different from most fitness people. I'm not s- super thin. I, you know, I'm strong, but 
I don't look like the average like fitness person. I don't act like them. I definitely act more diva than the average fitness person. I'm not super, um, I don't know. I, I just, I had like this major imposter syndrome, especially from people who like are honestly irrelevant. Like I care about their opinions, <laughs> like people that I went to high school with people I went to college with that I don't even like, I was like worrying about what all these people were thinking. Right, right, right. And I'm like, okay, why, why do I care what these people think about me? Um, and it gets into kind of like the ego, like some part of me wanted to be seen, wanted to be heard, but I had to do it for myself. You know, I had to show myself what I'm capable of. Um, but yeah, with imposter syndrome, I'd say definitely just reminding yourself who you are and like, why are people lucky to learn this from me? Like, what yeah. do I have that other people don't have? Instead of focusing on what are all the reasons it could go wrong? What are all the reasons it could go right? Honestly, for me, I'm like coming to this realization that like, if it looks to me like I need somebody else's validation, I just need my own. Like, I'm not loving myself for some reason. Yes, I love that so much. Really, like, caught up in a lot of things that just aren't true. Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, now it's, like, whenever I look externally, there's, like, something internally that is, like, missing. Yeah. A lot of times what we're looking for in other people, we don't have in ourselves. Like, we have to be like fully okay with yeah. in ourselves before we can get validation from other people. And we don't really need validation from other people. Nope. I never, I never had it. Like the whole time throughout my entrepreneurial journey, um, I was actually just talking about it today. Like a lot of people have told me that what I want is unrealistic. Um, a lot of people have told me that I'm talking about myself too much, like just all these different things, like all my biggest fears of what people would say they've said, and um, I just, you know, if I had let that stop me, then I wouldn't have done what I've done and I wouldn't have helped the people I've helped. And it's like, what a shame that would have been, you know, yeah. it would have been selfish of me to let that stop, stop myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is like very random that just popped into my head. Do you have like advice for, I was literally having a conversation with somebody about this earlier, but a lot of people are really afraid to like, advertise for themselves and they don't want to come off as braggy like in their like accomplishments like especially with bios and things like that people are like just too afraid to put out there what they actually have done do you have like advice for actually how to just put yourself out there yeah <laughs> and not feel like shit about it I don't know why but yeah it's a thing do you think other people are bragging when they talk about their accomplishments? No. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, we're that. all our own worst critics. And it's like, maybe in childhood, someone told you that you were bragging because they were jealous of you. I know definitely with me, that's what happened. And that's why yeah. that's like a deep internalized thing that I sometimes still have where I'm afraid that I'm bragging. Um, but the thing that I always kind of come back to is, you know, that Marianne Williamson quote? editing marissa back again um i distinctly remember this annie and i tried to read the quote but we were laughing so hard that we were literally unable to so um it was kind of a scene so i'm just gonna go ahead and put the quote in the show notes um if you are interested in it and uh with that go ahead and uh back to the episode <laughs> do you, should i read this <laughs> do you want me to turn off my video <laughs> 
I'm turning off my own video. Oh, do you, should I read this? <laughs> do you want me to turn off my video? <laughs> I don't know if I can. <laughs> I'm turning off my own video. Oh, okay. <laughs> create change in the world then we can actually get rid of hate and war yeah it's bullshit that's in the world but if we hide our own gifts then we can never share them with other people and in a way that's actually really selfish because then you can't impact people in the way that you're meant to in your purpose yeah okay have you this is like a very weird question now that i'm reading it um have you always been like entrepreneurial Like, I'm curious because I feel like some people, maybe they're not more adept to it than others. But like, so for example, my dad has a small business. He has his own LLC and a consulting business. And so watching him build that, like when I was a teenager, basically, because he worked for someone else. And then because of the 2008 recession, why can't I speak? 2008 (laughs) recession, (laughs) that company like got sold. And so he left and then... Um, he started his own rival company and the other company now is just trash. Sorry. Um, but anyway, so obviously my dad is superior. (laughs) Okay. So anyways, but, uh, watching him build that was like very, um, weirdly inspiring to me because it was like, I saw somebody who, um, went through that process. So I'm curious, have you always, do you feel like you've always been kind of entrepreneurial like my dad literally I think he finished middle school and barely went to high school and he had a full-time job when he was in high school and so I consider him a pretty like go for a person like he just knew what he wanted to do but I'm curious yeah um do you mean entrepreneurial in the sense that I'm like a go-getter or do you mean more like think outside the box both (laughs) so I've always been a go-getter like I've always been ambitious um I actually remember this is a really funny anecdote, but I remember when I was a junior in high school, we had to do those like stupid, like where you go around the room and like say an A thing with your name, like a stupid icebreaker. And then everyone has to like repeat all of the damn names in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember doing that. And this is going to make you laugh. This is funny. It's not related, but it's really funny. I, I said ambitious Annie. Um, So I've always been ambitious. And the guy next to me, his name was like, Alan or like Alex or something and he said ambiguous (laughs) no that's not how that works find a find an a thing and he said ambiguous and I'm like that doesn't make any sense so you're ambiguous are you like a ghost like I don't know (laughs) very sad so weird (laughs) yeah so anyways I've always been ambitious I'd say um but when I was younger it was almost like anxiety manifested in ambition if that makes sense okay, I totally understand because mm-hmm. Enneagram three. Oh yeah oh yeah Enneagram eight and I yeah. um, have sorry we get along so well too yep reason eights are yeah oh yeah but yeah I struggled with anxiety for a while I didn't realize I had it in high school um and I really just felt like I had to be perfect all the time so that was kind of like the motivator Um, It was to be, it was all ego, to be honest with you. It was like to be seen as successful by other people. Um, Enneagram three. 
<laughs> Roasting myself. Yep. yep. Dude, same though. And then um, when I was in school, it was kind of still the same thing. At U of M, I would try to like beat my GPA every year. And I wanted to just be like, um, I, I graduated like magna cum laude or whatever. And I yeah. wanted to, I wanted it, like I wanted people to know and I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be like super successful for the vanity metrics. It wasn't really about, um, I don't know, it wasn't about like fulfillment or, I mean, it was, but it was, a lot of it was ego-based, if that makes sense. Yep. So I always have been ambitious, but I also, but I have not always been a person that thinks outside the box. I've not always been a person that honors my own intuition, which I think is key to being an entrepreneur. It's, um, it's not one size fits all. Like everyone's business is gonna be different. Even if two people have the same business, like even my, my twin sister and I both teach voice lessons, right. but we run our businesses very differently because we're different people. There's no like one formula that fits all, you know? Yeah. So that's why, especially in my business coaching and fitness coaching, honestly, but right now we're talking business, um, I help people to do what's best for them. Um, of course, there's strategy, but it has to be aligned strategy. It has to be like soul aligned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually not crying, although it looks like I... I like tried to not yawn. <laughs> I'm just like sobbing. My words were so touching to you. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Um. Oh yeah, that's weird. <clears throat> Construction. Oh, now my neighbor is leaving. Bye. Um. Okay. <laughs> What's uh, your biggest advice? Just. Okay, it's just gonna be construction for the rest of this. Okay, I can barely hear it on my end. We, we love it. Um, biggest advice to singers and artists interested in starting their own businesses? Like, is there anything you wish you would have known? Um, I would say do it sooner rather than later. Um, just go for it, go all in. Don't be afraid to ask for help from other people because there are people that have been in the same position that you've been in um and you deserve help to get it started yeah cool um what's your daily routine i'm curious Ooh, like morning routine or just like in general in general like what your days i mean i guess you know corona but like yeah corona kind of i mean it wasn't that different so before coronavirus happened i was traveling like one to two weeks out of every month mm -hmm. um just because, like, as an entrepreneur, like, you have time freedom, you have location freedom, like, everything, you yeah. know? I literally, like, can do whatever the hell I feel like, whenever. You just go um, to New York for fun and go see Traviata. I did, yeah, I did. Random Wednesday. <laughs> I decided, I decided um, like, four days before I booked the ticket, I was like, I want to go see La Traviata, and uh, I just made it happen, and I went on a random Wednesday. So um, it was so fun. So yeah, I'd say, um, so my routine before coronavirus looked very different than it does now. Cause before I would, I mean, honestly, I don't have like, this sounds weird, but I don't have like a specific routine. I have some routine throughout the day, but every day is different. Cause I kind of go with my gut every day. Like I mostly yeah. try to live in the moment rather than like pre-plan a ton of stuff. Like, of course you have to have calls in your calendar and you have to have things planned, but I try not to like plan any more than three or four things in a day because I know that I just need some time to, to play during the day. I need some time to like honor my intuition and do what feels right in the moment. Um, but I do have a basic morning routine that I do every day. Um, I usually wake up around like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Um, 
during coronavirus, I've been working out in the morning just because if I don't work out in the morning, I'm not going to work out later. Like, I really need to start doing this. Yeah, it's it's too don't hard. Don't me on trainer eyes. Anyways, <laughs> calling my own self out. I love it. I love it. Yeah. To listening, Marissa is part of the Strength for Singers online community. You should join everyone. We can have those monthly Zoom calls together. <laughs> monthly Zoom calls, and I see when you work out too. I can. Or see. when you don't. <laughs> <laughs> anyways yep. but that's okay you're doing great um, and everyone's gonna do it's aligned to them honestly last week I took the entire week off of working out just because it didn't feel aligned to me and I know that sounds weird um but it is just learning to trust your own intuition it did not feel aligned to me to do weight weight workouts last week and I did just yeah. like a little bit um I didn't do like heavy lifting or anything um but I just did a couple body weight things and went for walks and tried to just squeeze an activity wherever I could. So that's what I mean, like just honoring your intuition. But as far as morning routine, I wake up um, around 7.38. I work out usually right after I wake up. Um, we'll eat breakfast. And I know all, a lot of like big name entrepreneurs and a lot of like really successful people will talk about how they have like a 12 step morning routine and they wake up at 5 a.m. and all this stuff. But honestly, I just honor what feels good to me in the moment. Um, yeah. I'll usually sit and watch TV for like half an hour to 45 minutes while I eat breakfast. And I always, well, one thing that I do have a routine in the morning is I always have my diva oats. So yes. <laughs> I always have my oatmeal with protein powder that tastes like dessert. And I add in nut butter and fruit and it's so good. And it's like super high protein, like 30 to 40 grams of protein. Um, and I try to eat high protein to keep my muscle mass. So I do that every morning. I have my oatmeal. Um, and then usually I'll just do calls until like three, four o'clock at the latest, um, either client calls or teach lessons. Um, and then in the evenings, usually just make dinner and then either hang out with friends or, or relax. So I've created a schedule for myself that is similar to like a normal work schedule. Um, but I also don't have to be bound by it, if that makes sense. So right now I have nothing on my calendar for next week. And if I don't want to, I, I don't have to put anything on the calendar for next week. I can block off the time so that clients can't schedule calls. If I feel like taking a day off, I can just do it. Um, which is so like important also, like you cannot just keep like do it mostly because I won't schedule that time for myself because. Yeah. It's know. good to take breaks though. Like I try yeah. to act schedule in breaks um and I also like I've been kind of bad about this during the quarantine but I try to be off my phone by like I want to say 10 30 every night um and I usually get to bed by midnight 12 30 so I try to be off my phone at least like an hour or two before bed so, um, I just like the the phone situation it's so hard that does not include tv though I usually am up watching yeah. tv so or reading um Reading is probably a healthier choice than TV or a more aligned choice, I'd say, than TV. But still, you got to read, read, then don't read. <laughs> Sometimes I yeah. don't want to read. <laughs> yeah, it's just whatever's in alignment. Honestly, there. the thing is, what I really want to um, share with people is that there's there are no rules on how to, like, be successful or, like, how to live a fulfilling life. There's literally no rules. It's just whatever is in alignment to you. Yeah. We think that there's rules sometimes, though. Yeah, like a lot of 
especially I've seen it with a lot of men, not to call the men out, but there's a lot of like toxic masculinity where a lot of men think that there's like this specific like 12 step formula, um, which is really masculine energy. It's like more strategy, um, you know, like feminine and masculine energy. Yeah. So it's more masculine energy to have like more strategy and you need both. You need it to be like a good combination of masculine and feminine energy. This is like more spiritual stuff, but, um, a lot of like famous male entrepreneurs will have a morning routine and they'll say like, you have to follow this or else like, this is the recipe for success. Like, this is the way to be successful is to follow this morning routine. But for some people, they don't want to wake up at 5.00 AM. Um, my business coach sleeps until 11 every day and works for like three hours a day. So it's like literally anything is possible. Um, it's just a matter of believing it. You know, I think that we can accomplish whatever we believe we can accomplish. The world has zero limits. Like literally no, if someone else has done something, you can do it too. You know? Yeah. There, I like was watching something recently and it was like, you know, basically saying like other people's success doesn't, uh, it doesn't like other people having success does not take away from your success. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so true. Yeah. There's room for everyone to be successful. Yeah. But people just freak out, mm-hmm. including myself, of course. It's just like a natural reaction sometimes to like freak out. But it makes sense. I think it's the abundance mentality, honestly. Yeah. What I talked about on the webinar, the first thing I talked about, yeah, yeah, like if you think that someone else having something means that you can't, then that's that's scarcity mindset. But if you align with the belief that like there is more than enough of everything in the world for everyone, you know, then it's a lot more possible for it to come to you. Yeah, because nobody is like you're the only of yourself. Mm Hmm. I actually see that a lot in opera, like in the opera world, like people will be like, oh, there's a limited amount of of roles for sopranos. And like, if you don't get one of these roles, then you're not going to be successful at all. And that's not the case. I mean, I have personally, I have sung in over 400 performances, events, um, and none of them were a leading role in a major house. But that doesn't mean that I don't get paid as a singer, you know, like there's yeah. so much opportunity out there, even right now. Like I have a gig this week. I have a singing gig this weekend and I have one in two weeks mm-hmm. um, and I'm getting paid $250 an hour. So it's like there there's an abundance of everything everywhere. And as soon as you align with that belief, um, then it can actually come to you. It's like law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Um Okay, what's your favorite wine or go-to drink when going out? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, have a go-to because I think I'm a little bit like I do, but I don't, and so I'm curious. I feel you. Um, so I like to kind of mix it up sometimes, but most of the time I'll go for an old-fashioned when I'm going out. People make fun of me because I like the whiskey drinks. I always say I like the old man drinks. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Moscow mule gal. Ooh, I love Moscow mules. I have a ton of mule mugs here. Like six. I live by myself. <laughs> Ginger is very soothing on your stomach. It's true. Yeah, maybe I should have one tonight. <laughs> that sounds good. I I would have one tonight. Maybe I will too. I'll just like go get some ginger beer. 
Okay, so speaking about the webinar, you just did another one. So I'm yeah. the first webinar, but you just did another webinar. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the webinar? It went so well. So I'm super happy because the first one, um, a lot of people are now from that webinar making between like $800 to $3,000 a month um, just teaching lessons, which is really a huge honor to me because honestly, the reason I became an entrepreneur was not for the, you know, the accolades, the travel, the money, the whatever, all of that stuff. I mean, that's amazing. Like, it's really nice to have. But the reason that I started this business um, was because I wanted to help people. Like, truly within my soul, I wanted to help people. Um, I felt really called to support people. So um, it's really cool to me to see that what I did has a ripple effect on our industry and people who were not making an income before are now making an income because of what I've taught them. Like that's a huge honor to me um, and something that I definitely don't take lightly. So um, it still is on sale. Um, The replay is available from the last one. Um, I was super high energy during it. So a lot of people have told me that their energy has changed just from watching the replay, which is huge um, compliment to me and also just speaks highly of like the information in the webinar. Um, and yeah, it basically teaches you how to start your online voice studio so that you can start making either extra income or full-time income. There really is no limit to how much you can make. Um, you can always raise prices. You can always change your package. You can always do different things. Um, if people are looking for more support, I am launching something later, um, this week to help people, um, kind of on a more, like on a deeper level with entrepreneurship, because I know the webinar can only do so much. And a lot of times people have mindset blocks that hold them back from actually starting. Even if they do watch the webinar, sometimes they can't get themselves to start. So I'm coming out with something else that will help people. Um, The webinar is a prerequisite to that. Um, So that's coming up soon. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm really happy that it's had the effect that it has had. And yeah, if anyone's interested, the link is going to be in my bio for probably a couple more weeks. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'll put the, I mean, I'll put your Instagram in the, in the show notes. So I always ask people this question, but I don't know if you actually have an answer to it, but I'm curious. So I always ask like the people who know me, like, do you know something about me that nobody else knows? But I don't know. Do you know anything that nobody else knows? Or like that people, it's not like super public knowledge. I mean, I know that you had a photo shoot this morning at 8 (laughs) a.m. We love 8 (laughs) a.m. Oh, I I know what happens uh, behind the podcast. Like I know what what doesn't go on uh, live. (laughs) It it was a lot of... uh, me and Marissa laughing our asses off trying to read that Marianne Williamson quote because we felt like we we were uh, in school again, like in middle school, reading a quote from a book and our energy just feeds off each other. We were just laughing the whole time. (laughs) So bad. I don't know why that's like so... Why was reading in school so stressful? Like, did you ever get like stressed to like make a mistake? Like I was like always freaking out. Oh my gosh, I would laugh when I had to read out loud. Like, I would just sit there laughing because I felt uncomfortable. I would laugh, like, also, but also I was like, I'm not going to make a mistake. Yeah, it was, like, performance anxiety for me. For real. Like, I would, like, start reading, like, you know, (laughs) I still do this, but, like, 
when there's like numbers, like I explicitly remember this from like German diction <laughs> this past semester. It was like, you had like numbers. I would like count, you know, like I've done this my whole life, like count how many numbers until me so then I can practice whatever it is I'm saying yeah. before I have to say it. I would do that too. Like look at what I had to read. And then if like it got messed up, I would like freak out and be like, freak oh no. Freak out. Yeah. I'm prepare for that one. <laughs> like I wasn't paying attention to literally anyone else's just my own yep okay so talk about um just like the things that you offer or that you're currently offering and then how people can get in contact with you yeah so I offer one-on-one fitness coaching um that's open right now um so that is me working with you one-on-one to develop a fitness plan that works for you nutrition plan that works for you um, I also offer a program called the Young Singers Bootcamp, which I'm about to start launching my, geez, my fifth round of it, which is crazy. Um, and that gives you literally everything you know, need. Can I talk? Gives you everything that you need to know about fitness as a singer, fitness and health as a singer. Um, going through everything from the mindset to the strategy on how to work out for your specific goals. Um, it'll teach you everything that I know as a personal trainer as well. And then you'll have access to the online course for life. Um, All of these include accountability as well as 24-7 support and access to me because I think it's so important to have a mentor that you can talk to whenever something comes up. Um, The other thing um, for fitness or the other offering for fitness that I have is the Strength for Singers online membership, um, which Marissa is a part of. And that is an online community that meets once a month and we all hold each other accountable to our goals. There's also a bunch of trainings in there, and then everyone gets access to my workout app with all workouts designed by me because um, I am a certified personal trainer, so I write workouts that are specific to singers um, that will be helpful in vocal technique as well. So those are my three fitness offerings. Um, And then for business coaching, um, right now I have a webinar um, that helps people to make money online that helps people start their online um voice lessons business online i don't know why i could not think of that word the webinar is the prerequisite to the new thing that i'm offering cool yeah awesome how can people contact you instagram yeah so you can find me on insta at the glam fit diva and on facebook annie calvanesso well, thanks for being on the podcast. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. Literally just can't keep it together over here. I'm just like trying not to laugh. I love it. I love it. Um I feel like one of those people where if we were in a room together and someone like I probably could never go to church with you because I feel like your presence would make me laugh. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like you're one of those people where like I haven't actually met you in person, which is so weird. So but weird. I feel like I feel like I've owned you for a long time. It's really weird. Um, I feel like for somewhere, like if we ever did like a performance together or something, we would really have to keep it together because I feel like just your presence would make me laugh. Like I don't know. And you were like Musetta and I did Mimi. (laughs) It would just be like. (laughs) Oh, that would be amazing. Can someone cast that please? Please. Listening to this. I have a red dress I could wear. (laughs) I can cough, although I don't think Boem is going to be done for a minute because, like, I think it's too triggering. <laughs> I'm dying of coffee. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Everyone should contact Annie. <laughs> Just 
you know, get involved because she knows a lot of things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I would be honored to support anyone that feels called to work with me. She's also just like a very prime human being. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're also a very prime human being, Marissa. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all so much for your active support of the Opera a la Mode podcast. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode and that it's bringing you some joy in these crazy times. Annie's contact information is in the show notes. So if you want to follow her on her social media at the Glam Fit Diva on Instagram, Annie Calvanesso on Facebook, and also her website is theglamfitdiva.com. If you would like to support the creation of this podcast, please consider leaving a small donation on my anchor.fm page, which will be linked in the show notes. You can also leave a voice memo on my anchor.fm. If you have something that you want to see on the podcast, please reach out to me, um, and I would love to bring that to you. Um, And additionally, um, donations are not just necessarily monetary. They can also be in feedback. So if there's something that you want to see on the podcast or anybody that you think would be a good fit, please let me know. Additionally, if you could leave a review, that would also be super helpful and would definitely help tremendously. So thank you guys so much for your support. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be released as soon as possible, potentially next week um, with Christopher Farley. And I will talk to you guys then. Have a wonderful and safe week. Bye, guys.